I don't know about you, but I am getting kind of sick of bullshit so-called advice from asshole industry lobby groups. Details next. I'm John Cadogan from autoexpert.com.au, the place where Australian new car buyers save thousands off their brand new cars. Hit me up on the website for that. Imagine my delight last Wednesday when <laughs> my cock and I were kicking back here in the fat cave, deep below Auto Expert Manor. We're in our fishnets, pleasantly isolated, being socially responsible and not inflicting ourselves upon those we love upstairs. Both of us just down here chilling, you know, fantasizing about chicks and watching reruns of Baywatch here in the Fat Cave, which is so friggin' uplifting, even after all these years. And then, out of the ether, a vital press release created a disturbance in the force. Australian automotive industry urges motorists to upgrade vehicle hygiene practices. Well, goodness me, that does sound rather important. I think you'd agree. The Federal Chamber of Automotive Industry Assholes has urged drivers to upgrade vehicle hygiene practices to help minimise the risk of spreading the zombie apocalypse. How counterintuitive, I thought to myself. One of the most profoundly anti-consumer lobby groups in the nation personal opinion, suddenly seeming so concerned about human health. How does that work exactly? After decades of opening their lips and making like a thousand Dysons running away over the horizon, lobbying any minister who would lend them an ear to delay the adoption of ever tighter emissions control standards just to keep Ford and Holden happy at the cost of filthy air in our cities and premature death for people with cardiopulmonary impairment. Oh well, something's got to give, I think you'd agree, and you can't keep everyone happy. And hey, they've got an important barrow to push. <laughs> when I say anti-consumer, okay, I urge you to make your own determination on this and on them. The president of the FCAIA is Horst Von Sanden, who heads up the three-pronged suppository here in Shitsville. And he sits at a round table like something of an anti-consumer King Arthur with board member knights all around, including Vinesh Bhindi, the boss of Mazda. And I'm sure Mr. Bhindi is looking forward to the impending federal court reaming in which the ACCC will prosecute its allegation of Mazda's unconscionable consumer conduct. Also there on the board is Stephen Lester, the boss of Nissan Shitsville, which, according to Michael West's list of the top 40 tax dodgers, paid just $476 worth of tax in Shitsville on something like $7 billion in sales, of which just $22 million, or three-tenths of 1%, was taxable income. Nice one. Thanks for contributing to the joint. Specialist dealer boners, Holden and Honda are both there on the board as well. They both got seats on the FC AIA board. Holden's is uh, soon to be vacated, obviously. Honda's still up in the air, I suppose. And Barshi Boy is there as well. 
Yes, the country manager of Volkswagen Shitsville. Just for, you know, anti-consumer completeness. Personal opinion. FCAIA geniuses were apparently sitting around, isolated, mid apocopi with their limit of five, not including the bride and groom, wedding vegetables, hanging somewhat in the breeze and limply in their hands. Don't you hate that? Struggling for relevance, in other words, which must be hell when you think about it. But I guess even these zombie apocopi are nothing if not PR friggin' opportunities. As social distancing measures limit transportation options, Australians are looking to their cars as a more isolated means to conduct essential travel. Okay, so far, I mean, knock me down with a feather of the bleeding obvious. That is Tony Webber there, the Lord of the Sacred Barrow and Chief Executive Mouthpiece for the car industry in Cannes. Canberra. Stating the friggin' obvious, I think you'd agree. Of course, my finely honed Jedi senses were telling me, even then, that one of those low-hanging wedding vegetables was imminently to become a tripping hazard. Maintaining hygiene can assist in preventing transmission. Sanitizing your car is just as important as cleaning any other surface. Cars should be sanitized every time they are entered or exited. That's Lord of the Sacred Barrow once again, unfortunately. So kindly do allow me to retort on this somewhat vital point. Upon what evidence exactly is this recommendation to sanitise one's car religiously upon both entry and exit actually based? Like, show me the friggin' evidence. Because when I look at this logically, it doesn't add up. It just doesn't, okay? Let's say you leave the supermarket after shopping for some essential friggin' groceries. You use the hand sanitizing station upon exit from the supermarket, because you're not a moron, and then you walk and get into your car. Do you really need then, at that point, to sanitize the shit out of your car upon entry? especially seeing as you just did so a few minutes ago upon exit from your car before entering the friggin' supermarket. And if you do actually need to do that, why would you subsequently need to sanitise the whole thing again three minutes later when you get home upon exit? Seems a bit OCD to me now that I think about it. Like something made up hastily, perhaps, just so we could issue a press release and look kind of relevant to our members, the car makers. And I have to inquire, right, is OCD car sanitization really, quote, just as important as, quote, any other surface? Methinks not. Methinks one's own hands might in fact be number one with a bullet on the surface sanitization friggin' hit parade currently. But what would I know? Okay, I've never studied infectious diseases. How the hell would I know one way or the other? There is one point of intersection, incidentally, between the FCAI and me. Who knew there would one day be one of those? I certainly never considered that possibility. The difference, though, is, of course, that one of us knows what he doesn't know. Hashtag Donald Rumsfeld. Respect. 
It makes me wonder exactly where your car sits in the domain of being a vector for your imminent zombification. If we are diligent about our own hand hygiene, Professor Mary Louise McClaws says there should be no need to wear gloves or to wipe down trolleys or our steering wheel when we return to the car, even if others aren't as careful as you might be. That is official advice from University of New South Wales Professor Mary Louise McClaws, published on smh.com.au the day before the Lord of the Barrow gave us his seemingly conflicting expert opinion. Oops-a-daisy. Professor McClaws says the zombie virus can actually live on hard surfaces and in particular metal surfaces, for several days. But to do that, it needs, quote, the most perfect conditions in the laboratory to prove to be that viable. I am so torn, therefore, about who to believe here. Who should I trust? On one hand, you've got the Lord of the Barrow and his OCD car sanitization fetish, seemingly. And on the other hand, you've got the PhD brainiac doctor who devotes her life to understanding issues of this nature, and she says, just keep your hands clean and you'll be okay. Professor McClaws, I mean, she's only a member of the World Health Organization Health Emergencies Program Experts Advisory Panel for Infection Prevention and Control, Preparedness, Readiness and Response to the Current Zombie Apocopi. That's actually an official job title, with the exception of the zombie apocopie part, and it's a bit of a tongue twister, I think you'd agree. I certainly do hope. It's a landscape orientation business card they've given her, just for the sake of practicality, just saying. Professor McClaws specialises in infection prevention and control, surveillance, outbreaks, and she conducts academic research into epidemiology, infectious diseases, medical microbiology, intensive care, and public friggin' health. By any yardstick, she is a proper frigging brainiac. And she's off the frigging chart compared to you and me. I think you'd agree. Whereas, it seems to me that the Lord of the Barrow is simply an anti-consumer lobbying limpet, struggling for relevance, perhaps, who says things such as, care needs to be taken that Australian consumer law is not excessively draconian. That is a direct quote from him in the FCAIA 2017 annual report. Yes. To me, that is just the reddest of red anti-consumer flags. It just is. It's not just some gaffe in a live Q&A session with the press, which perhaps you could excuse. It is a carefully considered published statement in their official annual report. Have a think, right, about what that actually means. Because to me, it implies that the car industry's position is all consumer law is intrinsically draconian. But we're striving to limit just how draconian it ends up. We're going for Goldilocks. Yes, in the domain of draconianness for our members, striving tirelessly. Also, I think you'd agree that they don't seem to be particularly big thinkers before opening their traps. Just saying. A message for you FCAI dickheads, okay? You need to pass this information. 
consumer law compliance must be the absolute minimum standard of reasonable car industry conduct to which your members should adhere when it comes to dealing with customers who purchase a product as significant and as expensive as a car. How friggin' hard is it? You might even do better than consumer law and retain some of those customers over the long term. Wouldn't that be nice? And yet, as an organisation, you lot are still advocating to sidestep or limit this responsibility. That is flat out unconscionable. So here's the public interest case for me to shit can this bullshit car sanitization release, okay? And this is serious. I find it difficult to satirise this. It's an extremely stressful time for many people right now. Look around at the queues outside Centrelink. You might have noticed. The news every night is hardly uplifting, is it? It is therefore, in my view, absolutely disgraceful and completely inappropriate, not to mention socially unacceptable and wholly disingenuous for barrow-pushing assholes to overplay the danger posed to ordinary people by this threat in any way. I think you'd agree, people are stressed enough right now, if you haven't already noticed. I mean, look around. You cannot even go out and sit in a public fucking park on your own right now, hundreds of metres from the nearest human, just to get some pleasant autumnal sun on your face and contemplate, perhaps, how you are going to deal with the recent loss or suspension of your job. How are you going to pay the bills? How are you going to pay the mortgage or the rent? How are you going to feed your family? These are serious concerns and there's a lot of stress in society right now. Ratcheting it up for no reason is absolutely off the table. So on the one hand, you've got lobby group assholes who are apparently using the zombie apocalypse as a PR opportunity and offering seemingly baseless advice, if that's the right word, simply because they like seeing themselves in print. And on the other hand, you've got actual world-class scientists here in Australia, who actually know all about this shit. With common sense and consistency, we can help to limit the spread of the zombie apocalypse and mitigate the impact of disrupting essential mobility. That is HRH, Lord of the BP, once again. And in my opinion, what a terrible pity he did not take his own advice on this, perhaps by picking up the phone and consulting an actual frigging scientist on precisely this pressing issue. If he's bored, Perhaps Lord of the Barrow could just strive to, I don't know, update his bullshit organisation's website. Which still seems to insist that Big Butts is chairman and managing director of Holden. He sure as shit has not been Big Cheese of GM's local decapitated cockroach since, I don't know, um, more than about four months now, if memory serves. Finger on the pulse there, dudes. And he's a friggin' board member, allegedly. Or he was one of the two. Here's the thing, okay? When the chips are down, historically, there's a clear precedent. When the zombies are at the gate, metaphorically, you know? When the liquid oxygen tank on Apollo 13 explodes, and that wasn't in the script, 
and three lives are suddenly on the line and the world is watching, right? This is a big deal. In situations such as these and dozens of others that I could dredge up if I had time, society sure as shit does not convene an emergency committee comprising a bunch of friggin' lobbyists and lawyers to sort everything out and get the train back on the tracks. So I'd suggest if you're going to take advice on things that you don't understand, and let's face it, pandemics are just something that none of us, unless we're in the game, understand. If you're going to take advice on things of this nature, then get it from the right places. That's really all I'm saying. Perhaps before you go compulsively dipping your car in isopropyl alcohol on entry and exit, obviously, you might just want to upgrade your bullshit filter and make sure your damn hands are still clean. We're going to get through this. 